The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Stomps, stomps, stomps. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Nody no 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 nody no no notes nody no notes from the underground. All right, folks, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea Notes from the Underground. Uh, this is a subset of the Burrows of Berea podcast where we take a microscope to some of Christianity's thornier topics and people. I'm your host, Tiziana Mom So Hard's verse. How you momming so hard right now? Brother, I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't momming shit <laughs> right now. Your mom is so soft. I'm momming Can so, I say, your I'm mom is, so soft, yeah. We're not going to say soft in the Malakoy way. <laughs> no, Lord of mercy. Mm-mm. No, Lord. thank you. Lord. Oh, Lord. We got uh, to the right, Rick, the Podfather Welch. I'm going to make you a podcast you can't refute. That's right. Actually, you can. I suck at (laughs) refutation. I mean, mean, if you give it a shot, really, if you want. It's no problem. We we don't mind. And then behind the glass, Rocketman Andy Bishop. Pacal. Well, folks, uh, on our last episode, we wrapped up a gigantic four-month-long study on same-sex relations in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It was bloody and scary and full of tears and— Triggering. Triggering and Some of trigger really, warnings yeah. and true. ancient Greek literature and grammar. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And so uh, what we're going to do now is just kind of do like a final wrap-up episode, uh, a question bucket episode, where mm-hmm. Rick is going to just kind of just, we're just going to sit here and and, and just chit-chat Rick, a little bit about some of his feelings and maybe some of the things some of you listeners have have had feelings about not when you're rude. I love you guys, but not when you're rude. But yeah, if you I've have had... genuine questions or genuine concerns or thoughts, we're gonna kinda kinda go through some of those and I mean, you know, I may or may not have an answer. I may be like, that's a good question, and then that's the end yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean I <laughs> I just I think it's no more than all the research that you did, some of the questions that I've received, some of the people, you know, I've yeah. had some some very rude people. I've also had some people that say, Hey, you need to defend the faith, you're not defending it. And I'm like, okay. When we first started this, we talked about how I'm sick and tired of the debate. You know, I didn't yeah. want to have a debate thing. I wanted to hear the research from the other side and see where you can. And I think you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. And, you know, a lot of it I 100% agree with. And the only thing that I that we really didn't get into that I wanted to talk about was the design of the family according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this podcast is about. We're studying the Bible. Yes, we yeah. do need to look into culture. Yes, we need to, we do need to understand ancient culture. We need to understand the surrounding cultures that were influencing the culture of Israel. But these 66 books that we've canonized are the ones that we study. These yeah. are the ones that we're all getting sure. together. And so when you look at the design of the family, it's— it's pretty cut and dry, really, mm-hmm. in the Bible, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's pretty cut and dry. Sure. And so— Well, you can't have children without a male and a female. You cannot. Right. And so that's, that's the side of it. Like when we talk about yeah. natural, natural. Mm-hmm. And by natural, I mean that we know that it takes a sperm and an egg, mm-hmm. you know. And we also know that that sperm and an egg 
can make a male or a female or intersex. Mm-hmm. We know that. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. We That's natural. We see that. Yeah. But the Bible, especially whenever you started out, whether it's from creation, right from the beginning, right? Sure. We get in the beginning, and it, it's to me, it was really interesting how— in Genesis, it describes the male and female. He created them. And then he says, now go and be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. and replenish the earth. Mm-hmm. And he puts this, and that's why a man should leave his father and mother mm-hmm. and cleave unto his wife, and mm-hmm. they should become one flesh. Mm-hmm. My point is that the Bible never talks about same-sex activity in a loving relationship way mm-hmm. at all. It doesn't... Yeah. And if it says it, anytime we've seen anything that was same-sex activity has always been either through abuse, through um, prostitution, male prostitution, and female prostitution. But mainly when when we're talking about homosexuality, it doesn't discuss it. No. It's because it it wasn't something that—so first of all, Right. This is so big. This is such a big topic. I want to I want to point out that there's a difference between extrapolating something based on the overall arching themes. So we're extrapolating based on the overarching theme of God created man and woman and he wanted them to have babies and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We would it we're extrapolating that um from the overall grand design. It doesn't ever explicitly say this is the this is the union that I this is the only way that humans are supposed to live because we also know there's barren women we also know there's people that choose not to have babies we also know there's people that stay single their whole life and never get married mm-hmm. those people aren't failing God because they're not living up to the design we are kind of extrapolating that God's perfect ideal for all humanity is a man and a woman getting married and having children mm-hmm. right. Yeah, maybe that is. Were we intended to extrapolate it in that way, though? I don't know. See, see, that's what I'm saying. What is the author saying? So, so what the author is. So, so, so we have. So, what we then do is then we then extrapolate. But that to me, it's an extrapolation. It's not good enough to then also say, and if you are gay, you are not living up to God's design Mm -hmm. and you're going to go to hell and you're outside of the will of God. Because again, we're also extrapolating that it's within God's perfect will forever. I mean, like if you, would you look at a childless heterosexual couple and Mm -hmm. say, you're failing God's design Mm -hmm. because God told you to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't being fruitful and multiplying, then you are failing God's grand design. We wouldn't say that. I want to. So first of all, there's that. Yeah. I, I want to bring it back to the word normal real quick mm-hmm. because I think it's important that we define normal because I think defining normal takes some of the like the like subtle hate speech out of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like that's not normal. Yeah, Although, yeah. A lot of people say natural. it like that. Normal, natural, yeah. either way. But what people mean when they say normal is actually not hateful. It is just now, people say the word normal hatefully. Don't get me wrong, but the definition of the word, statistically, major- the majority. Yeah. We're always talking about things with a frame of reference. And mm-hmm. heterosexual coupling is the statistical majority. It is. That's why it's normal. It's not normal because it's better. It's it's not normal even because it achieves children. Well, yeah, I mean— it's the t- that's t- achieving majority, children, yeah. right? Yeah. It's right. It's just a it's just a math problem, and, it, and some people say it spitefully, but normal just means 
average. It means regular, common. Well, and, and the thing is, most people are heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, for the most part, that mm-hmm. is the case. And in antiquity, especially, we're talking about Jewish, Middle Eastern cultures. You want to talk about the Hydra in Southeast Asia. You want to talk about the Bernesha in Albania. You want to talk about the uh, Mahus in Hawaii. You want to talk about the um, Fa'afine in Samoa. Listen, we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Those, that's, that's a thing. In, in lots of indigenous cultures. Sure. Men that are act like women or choose to live as women or women that choose to live as men and have those relations, that's a totally normal thing. Mm-hmm. So that is what, when we talk about the Bible, we're talking about Jewish culture, we're talking about Jewish people, mm-hmm. and we're talking about um, this very specific culture. Exactly. And maybe they didn't have that. So, 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 they were never known for it, like so some they maybe cultures didn't were. have like ex- yeah, they didn't have the same exposure. Um, but again, Jesus said some people are some some men are born that way. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. So Jesus, by the time Jesus rolled around, and again, Jesus said in that exact same thing, Moses gave you the law of divorce because you sucked. Mm-hmm. He and did. That's what he said. <laughs> he said funny. you sucked and your hearts were hard. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the law. The point of the law was never to set anyone free. Mm-hmm. The point of the law was you guys are so bad we couldn't even just like we couldn't just let you follow your hearts because your hearts were gross. Mm-hmm. So we had to give you all these rules and laws. Jesus comes along and says even that law that you're throwing in my face and said Moses said we could do that. I'm telling you that still wasn't what God wanted from you, mm-hmm. right? Right. So just because it's in the law doesn't necessarily mean that's what God wanted for you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a process theologian, right? Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. God met people where they were, but His ultimate design was perfection, right? Sure. So first of all. By the time Jesus rolled around, the you know the culture had expanded enough to include these other ideas and ideas, these other manifestations that maybe weren't in the Old Testament, weren't in the Hebrew Bible, because we were talking about as a story of creation. Mm-hmm. You're talking about specifically. That's what you're talking about, the story of creation. That's now, right, yeah. yeah. So even in even in the context of Deuteronomy, which is after the story of creation, mm-hmm. Moses gives the law that you're allowed to get a divorce, and Jesus is like, God never really wanted that. Mm-hmm. So yes. In the beginning, God created man and female. Because in the beginning, when God was creating mankind, God wanted you to know that the spirit of creative God, the identity of God, was in both male and female, mm-hmm. period. That was God's point. And when we unite to, to co-create one another, we are manifesting God's greatest creative power. One flesh. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's how we all got here. Mm-hmm. But what I'm suggesting is if you choose not to, if you if you aren't made to make babies like that, it doesn't mean that you're less than because we are all still a product of that creative design. Mm-hmm. And we all still get to be here because of that creative design. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not in a position right now to argue and defend um, homosexuality as whether or not it's, you, you know, there's a gene in your brain, there's a genetic whatever, because that's like been a big argument, right? Like the gay gene. People, scientists have sure. been looking for it a long time. But I can tell you this. In studies of rams that refuse to mount ewes, but are only mounting other rams, they've done dissections of their brains, and there are certain portions of their brain activity that responds and re- reacts exactly like the ew brain activity. Mm. Their brain activity is not like regular males. Mm. Their brain activity is like ewes. And I can't remember, like, because I wasn't prepared necessarily for that question. I, I, I would have Googled that study, and I would have brought it back around. And it happens in times and places where um, 
there's a lot of overpopulation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's worth noting that homosexuality appears in a lot of animal populations mm-hmm. in a small amount, but yeah. uh, bugs even. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it is, yeah. It's, it's, it is it's, it's everywhere. A genetic, it's a genetic um, anomaly, right? But it does exist and it has been, and it has been suggested that there are certain rams that are born with, and there's a, it's a particular part of the brain that um, other rams don't have. It's like the, it's this, it mimics an ewe's brain and they've mm-hmm. done the research and I'm not doing it a very good job. Google it. You, and but, you don't, you don't have to explain but, all that. Yeah, I was but just what saying, I mean is like, are we to extrapolate? Yeah. The way the author intended, did the author intend yeah. for us to extrapolate that that is what he and their culture would call the normal? Well, it is this, normal. Right. I'm saying. It's average. So, it's most people. 98% right. of the population straight. And so the average person that's reading the Bible alive today, yeah. if they're reading it in their English language, they're not doing the mega research that we do mm-hmm. when we do our studies, right? So when you come to Leviticus and you read that, a man shall not lay with a man as if he, the way he yeah, lays sure. with a woman, that... They're not going to think about temple prostitution. No, they're not. They're not going to go back and read, well, you know, about yeah. Moloch and those mm-hmm. things. Like, they're reading it and they're saying, okay, that's pretty cut and dry. So, therefore, their whole philosophy towards mm-hmm. it, along with the other verses that we've described as clobber verses, yeah. come from either A, a lack of study, or B, it's just they've they filtered this idea of the purity or the norm. Yeah. What every author, and I say every author in the Bible, because there is no single verse that's saying that same-sex relations is okay. Absolutely. There's not a single single one one. in all of the verses. So because of that, we, as people who read, extrapolate that. It's like reverse psychology. If it's not in there, therefore, it must be wrong. Yeah. Where it could be if it's not in there, it's just not talked about because that wasn't even a part. You don't it wasn't make the laws to give permission. You make laws for prohibition. Okay, so exactly. Yeah. So if you're going to prohibit, right? Yeah. So oh, my point is Well, is here's this. another thing that's interesting. I don't think the Bible ever anywhere says that sex outside of marriage is wrong. Sex with a virgin is not okay unless you marry her. And we read it in Leviticus. All of those Levitical sex laws that we read, mm-hmm. there's not one that says if you have sex with a woman out, that you're in a committed loving relationship with before you get married to her, that's a pro, that's not legal. That's not okay. I guess it depends on there's, the definition of fornication. Well, though. so then we're going to have this whole, right? So then it gets sticky. Exactly. But we've extrapolated in Christian culture that 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 the only sex that's allowed is sex inside of marriage mm-hmm. because the only time that, that because in, in ancient cultures, girls got married as soon as they had their period. Right. So if you had sex with a girl when she was a virgin, if you if so it's like you're not allowed to defile a virgin, you're not allowed to this right. So we've talked about that means you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. But what about if she's a grown woman whose husband died? Right. Like the reason, and a lot of times the reason those prohibitions exist, and I guess there's somebody out there that's screaming right now because they know the Bible verse that says all sex outside of the marriage. Now it says the marriage bed is blessed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But there it isn't does. actually a specific prohibition against having sex with someone if you're not married to them. Mm-hmm. Again, the fornication verse. Right. So we can look up what exactly is fornication, but again, we'd have to look at the original Hebrew and look at the original Greek. Yeah. And I think, again, it has more to do with the fact that you're, if you're sleeping with a virgin, you're sleeping with someone who's a child. Mm-hmm. And if you're having sex with someone who's not your wife or who you don't intend to marry, is it a prostitute? Is it is it a one night stand? Because those are all things that we wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Those are all things I can absolutely one hundred percent say are not okay. Sure. But in our modern culture, in a committed, long term, like Goldie Hawn and and Kurt Russell, 
never have been together for 40 years, yep. never got married, mm-hmm. you know, but they've been in a committed, loving, monogamous, heterosexual relationship for 40 years. My grandmother is 80 years old mm-hmm. and she's been with her boyfriend for a decade mm-hmm. and they're not married because of the way it would entangle and enmesh their uh, retirement funds and their inheritance. Because of the way our children. society's built around marriage. Right. Right. Exactly. But like, I don't personally think that God gives a shit about my Nana mm-hmm. sleeping with her yeah. old ass boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> can you imagine God caring about that? Right. I, I understand. You know, but the thing is, it's like, so actually, I don't think the Bible says that, but yeah. it says all these other things that we have extrapolated. And I don't necessarily at this point in my life think that that extrapolation is correct. And I think that we're creating, um, notwithstanding, plenty of people wait until they're married to have sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And I think if you teach that to your children, that's fine. If that, if you are having like, a, like if you are not creating an environment of prohibition where you're saying, just don't do it, like Sarita. Sarita did it the right way. Mm-hmm. She made an open book for her children. They could always come to her and talk to her about stuff. She was open and honest about things. She answered all their questions and she's managed to get them, you know, be virgins until they're married. I think she did a great job. That's wonderful. If you do that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. But if you are just creating this prohibition by saying, you know, the Bible says you can't have sex to your marriage, so let's not talk about it. We're not going to do it. And I don't necessarily I don't think that that's healthy. Yeah, it's also and probably going to work less. I yeah. don't think it's. I don't think. It's, I don't it think actually, it's. The, I don't think it's correct. I don't think that's God's design. The prohibition didn't work ever for any culture, ever, anytime, ever. Yeah. Because what's going on is whenever you have the don't, automatically those want to do. And what happens is I've seen this. I've seen this in relationships between like parents and children, mm-hmm. especially in the purity culture of the '90s. Yeah. So what I Dude, saw we should was do a deep dive on that. that yeah. That was gross. So you, yeah. I did a marriage ceremony with my dad where he like gave me a purity ring and we signed a marriage certificate oh, and yes. stuff. It's super gross. The purity culture never have wild. done that. My dad was gay, by the way. He loved me so much. He went to a Christian church and did that show with me because I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God dad. bless my dad. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's showing up. <laughs> but that's if you showing have, up. his collar was hot the whole time, but he did it. You know, he's like, this matters to my baby girl, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know? So, anyway. but I guess what I'm trying to say is, where was I? I lost talking my, about purity culture. Oh, yeah, the purity talking, culture with the parents. So yeah. the parent-child dynamic, what happened was there was a giant prohibition on all these things. So let's say that cursing was not allowed. And let's yeah. say that... Uh, sex outside of marriage was not allowed. And so, and um, yeah. drinking and doing drugs of any form, smoking weed or something yeah. was wrong. And then this teenager would go off and do those things. And then they would get caught and they would go through a shame period. And then they would have to come back to the church and then they would go through a repentance period. Mm-hmm. And then they would be acceptable again, almost kind of like the shunning of a, a human being yeah. in the, you know, in the, like the Mennonite culture. Yeah. But so, but what happens is, is as they get, as they become adult, yeah. Unless they conform to the image that the parents have laid out for them, they never truly get to have the relationship with them. Yeah. And I've noticed that. And so what happens is that they actually live like with Catholic guilt forever and they just they go on and they hide their life and their true lifestyle and who they really are mm-hmm. from the people that they should be the closest to. Yeah. Right? And that's so sad. It is. And then of course then that translates to that must be who it is with who God is. It, it automatically goes to I, I'm the not big allowed daddy to be my true sky. self with God either. That's right. And so I just, I, I mean, I don't want my daughters losing their virginity in the back of a friggin' van after a football game on a Friday night when they're 15. I would, I will die 
first yeah. before that happens. Mm -hmm. But I was 23 years old when I lost my virginity via rape mm -hmm. because no one ever told me that it was that that I had the right if I was in a loving, committed relationship. So I was just hanging on to that V card without any any support or awareness. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just floating around in the world, being a human being around a bunch of other human beings. It had no clue what was yeah. going on, you know? And I wish to God that somebody, that I would have been given that permission because mm -hmm. I probably would have just like had sex with my high school boyfriend who I deeply loved and dated for years mm -hmm. and maybe not have had such like a bad, horrible yeah. experience that maybe Maybe it wouldn't have been therapy, such a hard start. Set the terrible, yeah. set an absolutely terrible precedent for all my sexual relationships forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it took me years to get over that in therapy. It was horrible. Yeah, and so the... Thank you for giving me this time. I want to respond. This is like my final response in regard to all of it. There's no need to continue talking. It. People are going to think what they think. Yeah. And that's fine. I want to ask you to read something again. The oh. same thing you did earlier. It's from 1 Corinthians, and it's about the fruits of the Spirit. Oh, that's Galatians. Wait. Are you talking about Corinthians oh, or Galatians? Galatians. The yeah. fruits of the so, Spirit. Go, yeah. Go, go, Galatians 5. Galatians 5.22. Yeah. Love, joy, and peace. Yeah. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Okay, now, everyone— You'll find it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. <laughs> and if you're walking close to God, these fruits will grow in you, and you'll have Frosty love, joy, and the snowman. Yeah, 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 yeah probably. So, anyway, Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 22. My, my point is this. Yeah. For all of the believers— that have reached out to me and said that I need to debate this and I need to fight this and I need to argue this yeah. on behalf of, of the church. Um, I don't speak for the church uh, as a whole, just so we all understand. But I'm going to say this. The things that she just sang, hit your little 15-second back button two or three times mm -hmm. and keep listening to that mm -hmm. and try focusing on you because... Yeah. The reality is, is that if the people that are what you would consider an enemy or wrong or against you in regard to God, that love, peace, and patience, and kindness, and gentleness, yeah. these things are the fruits of the Spirit. And if you have these in you, then you're going to show that towards them as well. And that includes your enemy. Just like Jesus said, he made it very clear that the ethics of his kingdom are to love. Yeah, And that doesn't mean... The thought that I'm, that's a great idea. That's not what Jesus is saying. Love is an action that requires work, effort, sacrifice. Yes. So if you think homosexuals are wrong and the only way that they're going to get to heaven is if they repent completely and they have to do all this, here's what I'm going to say to you. You don't have a clue where their heart is at all. You don't have a clue what God's total path for their life is ever. You have no clue where they are. Just like me. I read the Bible. I study the Bible. I love the Lord Jesus. And I've been married three times. Mm. I've been sexually abused. I've had, <laughs> I've drank. I've smoked weed. I've done all kinds of things that are wrong according to our quote unquote purity culture. Mm -hmm. And I have a love in my heart for other human beings that I didn't cultivate all on my own. I didn't cultivate Preach that. Preach it, brother. Yeah. I didn't. And I didn't get it from my surroundings, and I didn't get it from my family. None of that stuff happened. It happened because I dove in to the New Testament alone, and I read the words that Jesus said, and they affected me 
completely. I learned that from him. Yeah. Whoever wrote that book about him, I'm glad that they did. Because no matter who it is, my job, and it is a job. Right. I have to work to be kind and gentle and meek and lowly. That is the idea. And Christ taught that because if you will do that, you can end the evil that's in front of you. Mm-hmm. If someone strikes you on your right cheek, give him your left. He says it the opposite way. Mm-hmm. But if you get struck, right? And I've had people say, man, I'll tell you what, you hit me on both cheeks and it's on, son. Yeah, right. Does you that- did it Australian. Thank you. Did I? <laughs> I did it. Yeah. When you flush it, did you know it goes the other way around? No, but. Thank you. That was a long reach, but I you got know where it. I was I going. I got where you, left to right, right to left. Yeah. With the slapping, he said it was Australian. Did you catch that? It was backwards. I don't get it. The rotation of the earth. The rotation uh, of the earth. Because the rotation oh, of the earth toilets okay. flush in the other like, direction. What did they drive it on was the wrong side so... of the road or something? No, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, my little dumb brain. It was such a long drive, yeah. but at least Rick knew where like, I was Rick going. Got it. Rick Listen, was the reality is that's not the flex you want, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that, so here we are. So, anyway. My, my, my whole point was is that I wanted to stop and I wanted to listen to everything that you had to say because I value what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I value as a human being, mm-hmm. but also as a fellow believer. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be on the same path as you, and I don't want to be because I can't be. Yeah. I like how I've been designed and what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And my life has been designed to, to try to bring peace. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, blessed are the whoremongers and the war makers. He said, blessed yeah. are the peacemakers. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. I'm grateful that I'm straight. I'm so happy that I was born straight. Yeah. That made my has made my life so much easier. It's <laughs> so listen, many different ways. But I am not going to sit here. I am not going to sit here and say, especially based on everything I know about genetics mm-hmm. and genetic genetic code and the way that 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 bodies and hormones can manifest, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to sit here and look at a person who's gay and say you know what? I love you. And um, if you love the Lord and you're in a committed relationship, maybe God will fix it. It's fine. Like I cuss sometimes. I don't even say out the word. So it's okay that you'll be gay. I don't feel that way. I'm not going to say any of that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's the other thing too. Like, I'm not even going to say that. Like, I don't think that God, I think, I think that some people are gay because God made them that way. Some and people I think are born that eunuchs. That's fine. Right. And I think that some people are transgender because that's how God made them on purpose. And if you are going to sit here and say that God's design <laughs> is trash, like, I'm not going to say that. Well, but see, again, the argument's going to go, well, what is the effect of sin in the world? That's what they're going to say, okay? What is the effect of sin in the world? Does sin create gay and sin create transgender? Is that how it works? Are, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Because like so God, you know, sin, in sin other words, created cancer, when whatever. He first, yeah, because when you see somebody die of cancer, it's because of sin that's racking our bodies and killing us, and that's why we're dying. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now. Mm, that's actually a good one. I never thought about but that. But listen. But listen. I don't agree, but that's actually a very cogent no, but argument. That, no, but that, <laughs> but that is the argument. Yeah, that I haven't heard of. That the effect of the evil tree, once mm-hmm. it happened— it just infected us. And so perversion became the norm. That was the norm. Prior to perversion, the norm was what God said, this is the norm. Perversion after. Perversion mm-hmm. has never been the norm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always been the exception. That's why it's perversion. The, by definition, right? By definition, yes. Exactly. It's never been the norm. But my point is this. Even with sin in the world, yeah. according to the Bible, Jesus Christ took that away. Yeah, that's right. 
Behold the Lamb of God who taketh takes away, away the, the sin, sin of, of the, the world. world. All right, so if we know that, how does the sin go away? You know, I was forgiven my sin. Yeah, but I'm still sinning. Yes, the things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, I do. Yeah. Therefore, I know it's the sin within me, right? Yeah. So there's the sin. So how does the sin end? If a man strikes you on your right cheek. Turn and let him strike the other. How does the that end? It ends, ends the sin. when you stop fighting. It's the sin yeah. ends there because yeah. he says, all right, so you did that. Now, if they kill you, what does he say? There are going to be some that are going to kill you. Kill him back. Did he say that? No. No. Did he say bomb their country? No. No. Did he say cut off their balls and make them a eunuch? No. No. You know what he said? There's going to be some that are going to try to kill you and they're going to try to use you. I want you to pray and I want you to love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Jesus that's how took, sin ends. It's so by, our job as Christians to end the cycle You're following the one who Ooh, took brother, the sin that's away. Good. That's good. Now, I don't look at a gay person and say, as soon as you stop being gay, then you're going to be good enough for God. I don't say anything. Yeah. You know what I say? What? Man, according to the Bible, God loved the world so much that he gave us Christ to take all this away from us. And guess what? All the stuff that I did, he took it away from me. He took it away from you. Mm -hmm. He took it away from the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to live according to what the Spirit has told me. And I've read it, and it's in the book. Yeah. The same book that you're reading all of these other things the way you want to read them. Mm -hmm. How about we spend the time on the fruits of the Spirit? Let's sing, it, to, sing right. it again. Love, joy, and peace. I'll ham it up. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, and peace. Hey. Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, yeah. gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit of God. Do it nice. these things. <laughs> Christmas special. If you, if yeah. you see these yeah. things in another Against human being. these things, there is no, no law. law. Now, That's where there, right. where, what does it say? When the law came, then I knew there was sin, and then I died. Then sin abounded. But against these things, there is no law. Wherever there was law, sin abounded. But yes. against these things, there is no law. So it's like, it's amazing. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. So when everybody is arguing about this, sure. in the, the culture, in the religion, in the world, in the natural state, in all single state, every state, yeah. this is what Christ did for you. Yeah. He took it away. The end. That's it, period. Period. And where sin was, grace abounds all the more. That's right. So if grace abounds, should I keep on sinning? God no. forbid. It's the yeah. heart. Yeah, it's the heart. the heart. Yeah, everything is permissible for me, but not everything not is beneficial. Not everything is beneficial. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like you literally can. Like, I, I, you know, you literally are to just live your life, your way, chasing after the fruits of the Spirit, and then just let it all manifest. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're not supposed to judge everybody. Because like I've said, not everybody's path of destruction is the same, so not everybody's path of reconciliation is the same. Maybe you didn't grow up in a poor house where you got trashed and raped and all this other stuff like we did. No. Maybe you grew up in a house and thank God. where you had— but maybe you grew up in a house that was very rich and wealthy and you had to like, you know, abide by certain laws of of, of appearance. And if that's you were right. to like be something other than what your parents described, then you couldn't, like that's just as painful, right? And But that's your story of brokenness. That's right. So you're going to struggle with things that I don't struggle with and I'm going to struggle with things that you don't struggle with. And the point is to help one another and lift one another up. The yeah. point isn't to tear one another down because, you know, you can't figure out two plus two and I'm over here doing long division. That's right. When you look at 
when you look at the Old Testament, you look at wisdom, and you look at Solomon, and you look at all these things, mm-hmm. you know, and the Bible never says marry a bunch of women. It never says it, but Solomon did it. And we also sure. know the so trouble. David. David did it too. And a lot of these problems came and blah, blah, blah. And you want to say, well, it's because they didn't do according to perfect order or whatever. Listen, they did what their culture did and the other cultures around them. That's what they've always done. Mm-hmm. But behold, someone wiser than Solomon came here, mm-hmm. and he didn't marry anybody but you. Mm. He married you. Isn't that wonderful? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He married you. And because that, he entered into a covenant with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a covenant that he fulfilled. And that, and I say fulfilled. It's yeah. not fulfilled. And, and for us, it's fulfilling, but for him, it's fulfilled. Yeah. We're living it. He's yeah, done it. He's done. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We just so, have to remember. We forget. Yeah. So right? I don't so look at forget. a homosexual and say, listen, gay guy, um, when you become ungay, then you can be a part of my life. I say, no. I, I don't say any of it. I say, Man, I love you. What can well, I do for yeah, you? Yeah, and have you met this guy, Jesus? He's awesome. He'll change your life, period. Yeah, because— That's yeah. it. Oh, are you calling my homosexuality a sin? No, I'm calling your lying a sin. Yeah, I'm calling, I'm calling every— I'm calling stealing your yeah, sin or everything every, else that you've yeah, done. Yeah, like whatever you, know? you do that's outside the will of God for whatever your life. Whatever that yeah, isn't, like, love. Joy and peace. peace. Yeah, I'll do it again, but don't make—I mean— <laughs> Listen, I had one beer and I'm like, I'll sing. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll sing. Have you ever seen that Kristen Wiig on <laughs> Kristen Wiig? I love on, Kristen Wiig, dude. She's hilarious. She's so on funny. Saturday Night Live, yeah. she has this, she has, she plays this character that yeah. is like a singer. She's like, don't make me sing. Do you want me to sing? I'll sing, but don't make me sing. You know, that's like she and people are like, We're not gonna make you sing. She's like, don't make me, I'll do it. I'll fine, I'll do it. You're gonna make me. You know, and it's like, and everyone's like, we're not. Trying to make you sing, it's fine if you don't want to. She's like, oh, fine, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> that's me. One of my favorite I'll lines was from, sorry, don't watch it, but Walk Hard. Have you oh, ever seen that movie? So funny. Whenever yeah. she's like, did you hear that? I'm, I'm Dewey's 12 year old girlfriend. I love that. Have you ever seen that part? I, I can't, I've not seen that movie in a really long yeah, time. Yeah, it's very funny. But I just remember the opening scene where it's like, uh, who's the character that's like, He's got to think about everything he's ever experienced in his life yeah. before he goes. Tim on. Meadows. Yeah, Tim Meadows. It's Tim <laughs> yeah, Meadows. I love him. It's such a great. It's such he's, a great. I love. I love. Uh, I love a lot of the lines in that movie. Yeah, a lot of them. They're funny. But anyway, that anyway. I just wanted to say that whether you totally disagree with us or you fully agree with us or you're kind of hanging in the middle, um, for us. We've chose to love one another. That's it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Even Andy. And I personally have decided that I don't say any more at all ever under any circumstances who does or doesn't get to go be a part of the community. I'm not telling anybody anything. That is not my place. It's not my business. I don't, I don't, I'm not telling anybody. I don't decide, I don't decide who does or doesn't get to be in the kingdom of God. Now, Mm -hmm. if I have somebody in my life that declares that they're a Christian, and they're doing some of these things, mm-hmm. you know, that were that that I might say, like, hey, hey, you, let's have a chit chat, you know, about your heart. But for the most, but but like, pff, no, otherwise, no, thank you. It's my I contend that if Christians actually lived according to the love that Christ taught, that more people would want to be around us. Agreed. But we don't. That's why I have so many friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have like two friends. That's why I want boundaries <laughs> and for people to stay away from me now. Yeah. People love me too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm They're kidding. just, yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm a hot commodity. But I just, thank you so much for doing the oh, study. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for, for all the hard me. work. I can't wait to see what your next study is going to be. Oh, Lord, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do after this. I got to think about it. I want to do Hosea so bad. Oh, do you? I do, but you don't have to. 
The Hosea Gomer thing, it's kind of be kind of like another woman prostitution thing. Yeah, but thing. that's really fascinating. We can take a look at it. Let yeah. me do some research. I can just bring it. You know what I've been thinking about doing? Let What's me do that? think about this. Um, astrology in the Bible. Yeah. Because I'm I'm really fascinated why, um, like for a lot of Christians, like basic Christianity, like if you want to read your horoscope, you're going to hell, but you'll use the farmer's almanac. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. So I would like to do some like, I'd like to do maybe like a deep dive on, on astrology in the Bible mm-hmm. and like what what should the Christian stance be on astrology? Yeah. Four people that I knew, four people that I knew, including my own daughter, had their child early at 37 weeks. Yeah. And there was a super Because of the blue super moon. moon. Aurora, yeah. my daughter Aurora was born um, at 34 weeks and five days under a full Aquarius super moon. I'm telling you right now, the super blue moon, that's the most recent one. Yeah. It only comes every 20 years. One that of my friends. special. I'm curious. Do you remember Ryan French? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so Ryan French and his wife, Emily, they had their baby at 31 weeks. And Valkyrie is her name. Oh, super cool. that is awesome. And so he said, he goes, he goes, I was telling him about the super blue moon. He's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even think of that. He's like, it only comes every 20 years. So I'm going to have to tell Valkyrie, let's wait to have a baby after the age of 21. <laughs> because of what he went through. With, yeah. You know. yeah, having her early and everything. Anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, I saw those pictures. Yeah, I was like, that baby is so small. I know. How early was she's she? She's 31 weeks, but she's oh, doing good. Yeah. She's doing really good. She's, well, that's great. And the mom went into labor, labor naturally. No. Oh. No, uh, preeclampsia, like super bad oh, to the point where they for had Valkyrie? to do it. Oh, wow. They had to take her out. Because your daughter had preeclampsia too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Taken at 37 weeks. Yeah, but oh, yeah, 31, that's tough. But they had to. It was yeah, life they had or to. Death. Aurora was 34 weeks and she came totally naturally. My water broke. Yeah. Just on its own. And and she was born um like th- like two days later or something like that under a full yeah, full moon. Super moon. Well, my wife drank a whole bottle of castor oil and then we oh. then we tried to have sex and nothing worked. Yeah, I would did she vomit? <laughs> Not because of the sex, but because of, <laughs> She yeah. vomited because of the sex and the yeah. castor oil made her feel better. Yeah. But we had No, but that we tried everything yeah. and then the baby was born on a full moon. Just came on our own. Yeah. So yeah. astrology would be fun. Do that. We've talked yeah. about astrology in here at Christmas time. We talk about how that the gospel is written in the stars. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, so that's why I think it's fascinating, you know? And so I think it might be like an interesting thing to look at, like, you know, because I mean, I know that we, we as Christians, we often tend to read things like sorcery, you know, and witchcraft. And we go, oh, so astrology and reading your horoscope and tarot cards and all that stuff. Well, tarot is a different thing, but like astrology and like knowing the signs. But I mean, like, how, that's how the Magi found Jesus. And the Magi, like there's a whole other thing. Well, I'm going to ruin my own study. Is it astrology or astronomy? Astrology, astronomy. astrology, but uh, but even a, but see the thing is, astronomy is still the like it That's was right. a sign in the skies, which is what astrology is. They had to be taught is that. measuring the ba- the yeah, the boundaries of the the skies to kn- like and understanding what influences are coming in at what times and mm-hmm. why. So I'd have to do like a history of astrology and like I'm really curious. Like again, like the farmer's almanac, what is that? Yeah, it How, works. Like by the I'm way. very curious about it. Like, My I've brother-in-law never it. swears by it and yeah. he only plants on specific times and he has the best garden. We plant out of the season that we're supposed to, and our garden is garbage. Yeah. So I'd have to do like a both a, 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 a I could start the study with a I'm ruining my own study. Never mind. We'll do yeah. that. It sounds fun. We'll try we'll that. We'll do that. We'll do that. That'll be next. Andy, thanks so much, man. Thank you, man. It yeah. was good. Thanks, Andy. I want everybody to know Andy's wearing a t-shirt that has Pooh Bear on it. Yes. And it says, zero bothers given. Yes. <laughs> and it's about the best thing I've ever seen I in my love life. it. That's a cute it's way a of saying shirt. it. It's a great shirt. I love stuff. it. No bothers. No bothers. Yeah, no bothers. All right, folks. 
thanks again for having us, and we'll uh, we'll catch y'all next time on the Burrows of Berea. Peace out. Bye. Hey guys, this is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys.